Hi, Dr. Goodman. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm uh, very excited. Uh, I don't know where we're going to start at. And you know, so uh, let's just start with. Uh, we'll start in everyone. A, yeah, um, let's start in a couple of minutes here. Just let the people to arrive here first. So. Uh, we don't, yeah. want them, we don't want them complaining and be disappointed because they did not show up right on a queue, which, you know, it takes a few minutes. But how was your day? Okay, so uh, we're starting uh, 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At least when 10 people come on, something like Yes, that. we want more people. And I know they're coming. Okay. It's just a matter for them to um, to pop up and sign in. And a weird, um, sorry, I'm eating right now, so I must be a little piglet for a minute, but I need my shake because I'm not eating yet. Okay, well, let's, let's, uh... Did you have your coffee? <laughs> He's yeah. always drinking coffee. Uh, well, yeah, it's... Hi, Denise, how you doing? Hi. Uh, she don't have her drink, yeah. No, I, I, I'm not drinking coffee right now, but, um... Right. You want some water? Yeah. Okay, she gets some water. All okay. right. We okay. have water. Um, huh? Yes. Okay. Um, you train him very well. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's interesting. The topic that we said is communication. And, um, and you just did a great example right there. Oh, that's good. Thank uh -huh. you. Because um, we, before we got on, we were having a discussion uh, and, and i would just <laughs> and, and then i turn around and demonstrate what communication uh was just then in there and someone else noticed it and she not even here <laughs> you're terrible <laughs> so what were you saying denise <laughs> oh i was saying that we were discussing our need to communicate more effectively about a particular topic mm -hmm. um, and uh, you know it's interesting because one time one of the um, instructors at, in the courses uh, said you know it was this husband and wife and uh, was Jack and Alana said um, just because we have this information doesn't mean we always use it. I agree, actually. Isn't that terrible? <laughs> Isn't <laughs> <I> it? <agree. laughs> no. Yeah. I had to turn around and demonstrate that I did know. know to... <laughs> okay. I love it. I'm so uh, love it. All right. Yeah. Um, How was your day, else? Denise? Pardon me? How was your day today? Oh, very good. Thank you. Yeah. She's still eating. I can hear the same okay. movie. So I'm going to go on. All right. How was your day? My day was great. I had a doctor's appointment. Um, so that's what's happening. Um, not too much. It's got decided to be winter again here. We had some spring days that were really nice and got everybody excited about warmer weather and then bam, it snowed. <laughs> it did? Just a little. Um, mm. Yeah, just well, a little. It, it, we were supposed to have the storm of the century yesterday. Yeah. It never happened. So I was laughing. We finally got hit today. 
Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. But it's not that bad. A few inches. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, the roads are clear. It melted. Oh, that's good. The road surfaces. So it was easy to drive. I had to go to the other end of town for my appointment. Um, it was no problem. Oh, that's good. It's very funny when uh, Mother Nature wants to show us we're yawning for spring and you're like, oh, that feels like spring. Then you get sweep, swept in the face and slapped in the face. It's like, no, it's still winter. Right. It's yeah. lovely. You get the tease. So, yeah. So, but this is going to be good. So, we're going to start in a few minutes. When we hit 10 people, we're going to start to move on. And I'm sure people are going to come and join us as we go along. You know, yard of the show. Plus, sure. for people who, who will remind people at the end as well of the day that um, of the show, she has at the end of the day that uh, it will be. Uh, ooh, that's what I forgot to put it. Whoopsie, oopsie, do. I'm gonna have to update this one. Um, give the website address so people can listen again to tonight's show and last week's shows, so people can continue to listen again and again those shows. Very good. Yes, I I went to your website and I see that you have the recordings posted. So yes. that's great. Yeah, yeah. I got the recording. I just have to put my bio because everybody got their bio except me. <laughs> like maybe we'll okay. if you do. And I put uh, one of the financial thing and I talk about it too. But yeah, I'm going to keep it up this way. I learned today uh, via wisdom as well. They're going to start to uh, post um, our shows directly on some of the platform, like um, that's Apple and Spotify. But I will continue to download mine because I have about 14 different platforms plus other people who are picking it up. So it's kind of limiting uh, right now the way they are doing it, which is fine. You know, it's very nice, um, Apple and Spotify, but there is others platform as well that I'm using like iHeart and others. So I will continue to uh, post ours on that uh, website and continue to put them on my host for the reason that I have more platforms so people can listen from around the world what we're talking about. And to be honest with you guys, since I've been posting the C show and all of our shows, mine and yours and ours here, I get more people listening to the C-Show than any other things that I'm posting. And I'm like, what is wrong with that picture, people? Seems like they're more interested to listen to us. I'm like, that's good. But I'm like, come on. <laughs> You've been listening for years and now the C-Show is becoming one of the most listened um, episodes Great. on my podcast, which is funny. I'm like, really? So, well, it's fun. a popular topic um, uh, that affects everybody. Yes. <laughs> yes, and it does. That- yeah, I, I was just I was just gonna say yes. It's something people are uh, now confronting every day, and you know, on the front of their mind, first thing they're thinking about. But they go now confronted all day, and the, all the feelings, and all the emotions, and uh, uh, what's that? Uh, centrality that they are feeling just sort of like goes numb. No, so like that. Okay, so we're going to get started now. Um, I leave you the floor. Where would you like to start on communication? Well, um, you know, the first thing that I would like to say about communication is 
that it's a deliberate act. And I think that we have to proceed from the mindset that we have to be deliberate or we will not have to, but if we are deliberate about our communication, regardless of what it's about or who it's with, the act of being deliberate helps ensure that the communication gets across to the person that you're communicating with. And, you know, we get lazy and, you know, sometimes somebody says something in passing and, you know, then you didn't really hear it or you weren't paying attention. And then, you know, that other person says, well, I told you, you know, this morning or whatever, and you have, don't remember, or you didn't hear it or whatever. Well, you know, that's a failure in communication and, it, you know, it can lead to all kinds of other problems. One, right. Yeah, what do you mean? Yeah, I didn't hear you. No. <laughs> well, you know, in a funny, um, here's a funny true story about communication. My former husband would sit up sometimes in bed and be with his eyes open and start talking about something like, you know, some practical thing like plans we had or whatever. It turns out that he was talking in his sleep. It was like sleepwalking because when I asked him about it, he would have no recollection whatsoever that this occurred. And I was just mind blown by that. Um, and, you know, I don't, I, I never heard of that happening, but it makes, you know, I, I know that it's possible. So there's one example of, a failure of communication, but it wasn't meant to be a communication. Um, but you know, we, we talk, can I ask them that? Because I have done that. Uh, actually been thinking about something and, and I know I'm asleep, but my eyes is open and, and I'm just talking away. Okay. And I, I, yeah, I, I can hear myself talking, but, uh, all of a sudden I, I wake up, or I just, um, uh, lately, I just okay. I'm dreaming, and I stopped talking. Okay, well, that's some sort of semi-consciousness. It's similar, I think. Yeah. But you know, we're talking about being in the real conscious world here with communication, and I guess the first one of the first principles that um, I think is helpful to keep in mind is that uh, for. The, the responsibility to make sure that the communication is received is on the person delivering the communication. Sure. You know, it, it, it's as simple as, you know, perhaps looking somebody in the eye or confirming with them that they did understand or they did hear you or getting some kind of feedback. Um, you know, we all communicate with others you know, throughout our days and lives. And um, it's really important for the deliverer of the person delivering the communication to take responsibility for making sure that the communication is received. Um, 
Do you yes. have anything? Uh, yes, uh, to the point that we, uh, uh, like, she's in her room, you know, and I'm talking to her, you know, and she might be saying something. I'm not uh, exactly knowing exactly what she's saying, but I'm hearing her. So mm -hmm. I make sure I'm going to get the communication uh, across to her, else go to her face to face, go into her room, you know, because I could say, oh, Denise, ooh, blah, D, and she's, yeah, okay, no, I'm not going to do that. I say, yeah, okay, I will do it in a minute, you know. So I hear what I want to hear, you know. So, but in order to make sure your communication is connected, is face-to-face, uh, -face, uh, yes, okay, no, uh, whatever else uh, you might want to say. Acknowledgement. You yeah, get yes, acknowledgement uh, yeah. back from the other person. And, um, yeah, where, where this, you know, in the context of your sensual life, um, there's a lot of communication that does not happen because for many people, their sensual life is something, you know, secret or personal, even to their lover, where they're, or they're, you know, afraid to communicate what they want or what they would like because of some fear of loss that they may have. You know, one of the examples of, a, you know, fear of loss is, uh, you know, he always like, you know, touches me like this or, or there or whatever it is, you know, and even though I, you know, would like him to do X and he's doing Y all the time. Um, I'm not sure how to ask. Um, right. Um, you know, Training yourself and your training your lover and yourself is important um, into you know getting the most that you want can from your relationship um, and these communication tools include training from both cause and effect and so what we mean by that is training from cause. Um, you know, you 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 want to help your partner feel safe and cared for, and you know, ask you want to ask questions um, that they don't have to think too much about in order to answer. If you're you know communicating during the act of you know making out or being sensual or sexual with each other, um, you know, the goal is to learn more about how and where your partner likes to be touched. Um, so it's, it's a good idea to, um, you know, make, make the person, first of all, feel safe. Um, yeah. Like for instance, I said, I, I had my coffee, but you didn't have your, uh, nothing to drink. And, uh, so it's a water. So I reached up there, got the water, open it. You know, it's like, I put you in the fact, out of fact, you know, and uh, giving you what you want, you know, as well as I would want what I mean, what I get it right, as, as well as I already had what I wanted, you know, so mm -hmm. I wanted to please yep. her. Yep. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and, you know, in the context of, uh, of, a, of a sensual date, um, it's, it's good to 
you know, practice asking, um, you know, if you're the one putting your partner out of fact, okay, that would be an example of, you know, a guy uh, or partner of either gender um, pr producing an orgasm in a woman by using manual stimulation of the clitoris. And mm -hmm. examples of uh, good questions to ask would be yes or no questions because they're easy to answer. For example, I, you know, uh, there, would you like more pressure? Would you like me to touch more to the left? Would you like it slower? Those questions are easy to answer, um, you know, versus like multiple choice or essay kinds of questions, because then the person who's being put at effect has to think too much. Um, you know, an, an example, um, you know, does this, you, you want, you want the person to win with the whole series, the whole interaction. Um, uh, you know, if you say, do you like this? And that's a yes or no question, but it's not a winning question because it, it doesn't provide any direction um, to the person. You know, do you like this? You know, you could answer, it, it's just not a good way to approach this by, by, saying, asking a specific question, like, would you like more pressure? Uh, like, uh, you might ask them, uh, do you like this here and, and change the position while you're asking the question? So they have to think, uh, 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 which part, you know? That's not a win. That's not a win. That's right. not a no, because it can turn you off in the same time. Yeah, yeah, if exactly. you're the receiver, it turns you off right. because you're like, really? But uh, right. now you're killing the mood, basically. Right. So yeah. that's me now just giving you an example of yeah. that's not a good uh, example mm -hmm. of because, yes, the whole thing just changed. Boom. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, now, now dad calls. They're not a fact anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then you know when you know when you are stroking on a clitoris, you know you you want to proceed in small increments to build trust and you know not surprise or upset your partner. Um, for example, if you ask if if they want more pressure and they say yes, use you know you should use a little more pressure at first and then ask again if they want more pressure rather than going from like zero to a hundred, um, you know, yeah, like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and if that, uh, person got the attention on that person, when they asked the question, they'll feel it if they, uh, want more pressure because they will ask the question again, but they will take a look at that person and just really feel how much pressure, uh, that made them feel as well. Mm -hmm. yeah. Right. So it's mostly like keeping your attention on each other. Yeah. And, you know, you can also do this without, you know, using your genitals. You can do training exercises, um, you know, by, you know, stroking like the 
inside of your arm, you know, uh, near your elbow, someplace that's sensitive so that you can practice without the overlay of sexuality. Um, And it, you know, it's a way to do, to have a training session. You know, we train for all sorts of things in life, everything from sports to school and cooking and everything you can think of, but um, there's virtually, there's virtually no training on sensuality in our society. And um, so it it, it is often very haphazard. Uh, Right. Yeah. No. Um, Yeah. And so, you know, that, that's, that's, um, you know, once you, and then what happens is once you, get to know your partner and you both have experience in these techniques, um, it's not going to be that you have to constantly ask them questions. Um, But, you know, if you're just starting out with this kind of a practice, it's, it's good to be deliberate about doing these exercises and, um, you know, and keeping the communication lines open. Um, you know, from the most, for the most part, people probably don't do this in their personal life. Um, but you know, we're not in everybody's, um, bedroom. Uh, maybe you should guys. Sorry to say that. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't help it. Sorry. That's okay. Um, No, I won't get no sleep. (laughs) <laughs> I know. Now I have a question for you because we're talking about like new relationship. But what do you do for relationship that been you know been, been together for years, but a communication like that would be nice to have. So how do you approach that with your mate? Well, I uh, um, first thing is to have a conversation about it, and you know maybe say. Hey, I've been exploring, you know, some other, some information about, you know, sensuality and there's, you know, some ideas uh, that I heard that I would like to try um, and describe, um, you know, that you could do this kind of, you know, communication, Um, you know, just because people are in the habit of doing something one way doesn't mean they can't change their mind and do it another way, but it does take agreement. If you've got, let's say a guy who's like thinks he's a big stud and you know, Oh, you know, I, Mm -hmm. Oh my, you know, my woman, she's satisfied, you know, because I am so hot. (laughs) <laughs> right. Because I say so, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh um you know and and then you know I go, "Oh, how was your baby?" And she's like, "Oh, great." You know, cuz what is she supposed to say? Um you know, th- there are some people that are just not going to be open to this kind of thing and mm-hmm. you know, maybe not open to other things. And you know, there's nothing you can do about that. People have to be willing to participate in their enhanced pleasure. And maybe if you put it that way, um, 
because it's not just for you know a guy doing a woman and rubbing on it her um a woman can do a man put him at effect and you know mm-hmm. let him lay down and she takes his genitals and 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 does him and so you know there's something there's a lot in it for both parties um i had a lover once who um i had a very very exciting sexual relationship with and that was really the core of our relationship it wasn't so much it was for sex and that was fine with me um but he asked me uh if i you know if 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 i had enjoyed our session and i said i'm too much of a hedonist and a bitch to pretend i'm having a good time for your benefit and that's the truth um a lot of women or are willing to pretend that they're getting off or they like what they're the guy is doing because of social reasons they think oh i can't tell him i would like to do something different or mm-hmm. try something new because then that might hurt his feelings or his ego um well you know those problems those issues are really beyond the scope of what we can train people to do you know there's the whole you can lead a horse to water yeah you can make him drink yeah right exactly mm-hmm. you know and um you know th- yeah we all know folks that are more or less open minded and mm-hmm. you know you're not going to change the, who they are you can introduce them to new new things um but if they are absolutely disinterested then there's nothing you can do about it i think that you know there's a lot of what they call gray divorce now with people getting divorced at older ages and i think a lot of it comes down to uh you know we stayed together for the kids or mm-hmm. whatever for economic reasons and you know now i realize i'm really not happy and you know i never really did enjoy sex so why should i stay in this relationship absolutely and uh, a lot of them hit the ceiling said i didn't enjoy sex with you mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's the and- reason Right. And yeah. you know when yeah. you, when you're doing training exercises um it's also important to um use approval and acknowledgement mm-hmm. and um you know each request is best preceded and followed by at least one statement of approval because the more a person feels approved of the more willing they are to follow the next instruction. So if you like the way a person touches you and you don't want them to do anything differently, you can let them know. Um tell them it feels great. Your hand knows just how to touch me. Your finger on my clitoris is perfect or, you know, keep doing the little short stroke. Um you know, the the those things are important. because you want to be touched the way you want to be touched but you also want 
the person doing you to win. And um, so we call this, you know, approval sandwich. So you let them know that they're winning before and after you instruct them if you're giving communication. So the person who wants to communicate is, you know, again, responsible for ensuring that the communication gets across to his or her partner. Um, what do you have on that? Move right on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're right on, honey. That's just great. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it... Um, being present and being clear in your head about, you know, what it is that you're doing with when you're being sensual or sexual with a partner is really important. Um, you know, you have to put, you know, it's just like anything. You have to put, put your attention on what it is that you're doing in order to really succeed and enjoy what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we, we tend to get distracted, especially in this electronic age. Um, you know, how many of us are like looking at a phone screen, um, reading a message or texting a message, doing something while someone else is talking to you i mean how you you really cannot do that you know the idea of multitasking is really a misnomer i mean yeah you can ride a bicycle and chew gum but that's not really multitasking can you listen to someone and read at the same time no i mean you I've tried it <laughs> and it's not just my experience, but it, it, it's pretty widely accepted that something is going to fall short if you do that. So if you're in a doing session, a sensual doing session with your partner and you're not, and, and you're thinking about something else, um, uh, you know, you're not going to, enjoy it as much so if both people can clear their mind and just put their attention and their thoughts on the act that they're doing um you know it, it's it's much more gratifying um and you know that that's in uh um uh you know in the context of sensuality um you know and what you don't what you want to do is you want to avoid comparing like what you're experiencing now to, you know, some other, uh, past experience. Uh, yeah. I think, I don't know. Um, that's such a great point because I think a lot of people will have a tendency to try to compare from past experience, which is like, that's not the same person. So that makes it hard, and I don't know if somebody wants to hear about somebody else's best experience either. Uh, right, I mean, it used to turn me off. Cause, I mean, it's, yeah. uh, uh, even it's a guy talking about his uh, past girlfriend yeah. with a new girlfriend standing there, you know, and it's like, uh, I don't think she want to hear that, and I definitely don't. No, uh, why? No, you telling me so I can run over to... <clears throat> Run over to her house. She's free now. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> free advertising. 
great. Uh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> this is not what we want. Mm. But I agree. I feel that uh, it kind of pulled the person down uh, when they're doing it. Or maybe they're thinking, well, the relationship I had before wasn't as good than yours right now. But still, it's not very complimentary at the end of the day. Yeah, it doesn't accomplish anything. No. I mean, if you if you stay in present time, mm -hmm. you know, there's only now, then, you know, you're not going to be thinking about some other person or situation because a lot of uh, how we feel about, um, you know, getting off or our sensual life has a lot of emotional component to it in addition to physical component. I mean, if you really dislike somebody, you're not likely to be able to get off with that person uh, because you have harbor all these negative feelings about them. So, um, you know, you have to be conscious of what you, what it is that you're doing in, in the right frame of mind. Um, yeah. Um, let's okay. see. Um, oh, I want to say also, uh, when you are being uh, intimate with someone, you put your total attention on that person, you know, and you both y'all will get more out of it, whether it's intimate or just being centered with each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, you know, some people feel uncomfortable talking about, um, you know, their, their pleasure, even with their intimate partner. Um, and actually the communication that you can have bring, brings people closer together, not farther apart. Um, you know, here, you know, one way to approach, um, like a resistant guy, um, might be, uh, say a woman has exposure to our information and techniques. Um, you could invite the partner it could be your husband that you've lived with for 20 years or whatever, uh, or a new, it, it doesn't matter. You could invite you could do a deliberate thing by saying, you know, I'd like to have plan a date, plan a sensual date and, you know, talk to them about it and put that person out of fact, you know, clean up the room, you know, bring in your favorite flowers and, you know, maybe something that, you know, that person likes to drink, um, you know, just have everything, music that, that he or she likes, put on um, and get a room ready. And then, you know, put that person out of fact, out of fact, meaning you, um, you know, set up the whole situation and you're there to, you know, put attention on them. And then that could include, um, like, if it's a woman doing a guy, um, you know, rubbing on his genitals in a way that's pleasurable for him that you can demonstrate that this is a this is a way to be sensual uh with each other and then you could 
explain later, you know, that, that we can do it the other way too, where you put all your attention on me and, you know, we, we have a central date like that. So yeah, if people are open to experimentation, then they can reach higher levels of pleasure. It's probably true in most aspects of life. If you're open to experiences, you can right. go higher with whatever it is. Open your mind um, to learn something, whatever that thing is. If you don't have an open mind, you're not going to consider another viewpoint um, besides the one you currently hold. And that's extraordinarily limiting. Yes, it is. I agree. And I think yeah. we and we have to remind ourselves as well that even if we have been with a partner for quite some time, that we don't know everything. And uh, having the the opportunity to rediscover sensuality can really spark up. Um, the what I would say the passion and the connection and the intimacy within the couples as well. Oh, definitely. Um, you know, everybody that's together as a couple started out at some point when they didn't know each other or you know didn't know each other well, and you know in those early times things tend to be more exciting um, and you novel. It's new. This person is new and no, you, you, it's easy to bring that back. Um, I mean, it could be a simple, you know, kiss on the neck that gives you goosebumps. Um, and you remember that feeling of being new to each sure, other. No. <laughs> um, but being open-minded is is probably one of like the most important pretext for this uh, kind of sensual exploration. Um, you know, I know people, friends. You know, I I got introduced to this um, to Dr. Goodman and and his uh, crew there when I was in my third, early thirties. So I had, I had already formed certain viewpoints about my own sensuality and so on. And actually when I first heard about some of the training that they do, I thought, well, I don't need that. You know, I don't have any problems with my sex life. You know, I don't, I don't need that. Uh, but what I came to understand um, pretty quickly is that there's more available pleasure for me to have if I open my mind to it. And I did. And the thing about that is how much pressure she had with just herself, you know, and, uh, or just ourself, you know, it really does open up your mind to possibilities uh, I always used the example of the bubble bath tub. Uh, in, in bubble bath, uh, your favorite candy, uh, uh, can uh, uh, well, 
I like coffee, but anything <laughs> that you like, to, a glass of wine or something. Mm-hmm. And mostly, I like a glass of wine so it can just relax you if that's something you drink, you know, wine, you know. And uh, but it's it is just relaxing, feeling you. And then once you get out of the tub, you really take your time and uh, dry off and feel your body and take a look at the back of your hands, the uh, up under your uh, elbow, you know, and I mean, uh, up under your arm, you know, look at your elbow, you know, and stuff like that, just to uh, create a feeling and what it looked like to you, you know, look, you look at yourself in the mirror, you know, um, and then when you get dressed, you take your time and think about what it is that you want to put on. You lay it out on the bed. And know, uh, and then you just enjoy every moment of getting dressed. And so once you walk out of your room, people come like, "Wow, uh, who else was just in there with you?" You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think that's so important, and it's really critical that you know we learn to, or you know, maybe you don't have to learn to, but you just have to remember to. Um, appreciate yourself and you mm-hmm. know how how things feel to you um and that increases your sensitivity to um being pleasured by someone else um if you get to a point where you know your threshold for pleasure is is fairly low which is good um you know it doesn't take you know, it doesn't take you having to be taken on vacation and, um, you know, all these special (laughs) circumstances Mm -hmm. in order to feel good. I I remember when I was, um, uh, I can remember just feeling orgasms through my feet by putting on a certain pair of shoes, just being comfortable and feeling and like I could come based on how good my feet felt. And, you know, that doesn't, it didn't involve anybody else, um, but myself. Exactly. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't, um, sort of just had that same feeling and, and truthfully, uh, if you really enjoy a woman getting off, you'll get off without, uh, she even touching you. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing goes for a woman doing yeah. a guy. I mean, if he's, yeah. you know, if he's feeling really good, you'll feel good, um, both mentally and physically. It's, it's, you know, I would have to say that I would hope most people have experienced sensual pleasure of some sort where, you know, a physical feeling uh, in their life, um, that little spark is there, and you know it may be a little spark or a big flame, but it can always go up. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, <clears throat> I agree. Yeah, and that uh, statement of most guys are, "When do I get mine?" You know, we will say every time she, uh, you get a gratified woman. Mm-hmm. So if she's happy, you happy. 
and it, it goes both, both ways, ways. Yeah. you know it's like if yeah. if my partner is happy then i feel good because he's more a pleasure to be around um nobody wants to be around miserable people um Not miserable people but other miserable <laughs> people <laughs> Such a good man. (laughs) (laughs) I I know someone who is always finding the negative, uh, the negativity in people or situations. And that's easy to do because bad news sells. I mean, look at, you know, that the 10 people killed on the freeway in an accident. You know, it's, it's, it's top the news, um, because it's like, well, it's newsworthy, but it's, it's like we've become conditioned to, um, pay attention to negativity, um, and badness, bad news. Um, but we don't have to always live there. Uh, yeah. Uh, the story, uh, who was that uh, had the operation and lift his shirt up and, and show it on TV to president? Uh, and uh, but if he had brought up Saxa uh, or uh, the woman opened her legs and showed her pants, she would have went to jail. You know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. you can talk about pain, you know. But if you talk about pleasure, it's a whole different story. They go to beeping you uh, on TV and all of that. You know. Yeah. So, you know, it's important when you are, you know, communicating with each other about your, you know, sexual or sensual acts um, that you talk about it before, during and after. So, you know, you don't want surprises. Surprises are generally not good. Um, You know, you can have a surprise where you're putting yourself out of fact, like I might make a list of things I would enjoy having for my birthday, for example, or whatever, or just in life in general. And then like, you know, I put it on the bulletin board and, you know, that was a week ago, two weeks ago, whatever. Then, you know, uh, my partner could come home and bring me one of those things that was on my list. And, it's not top of mind awareness for me, but it feels like a surprise, but it's not really surprised because I asked for it. But at that moment, it is a surprise and that's great. Um, you know, so that's a way to like communicate some things about what you want. Um, not specifically in, in a due date, but the idea that you're, um, having, you know, you're communicating about what you want, um, you know, before you touch your partner in in a due date, for example, um, it's, it's good to discuss what it is you're going to do and, you know, or understand any time restrictions that may be present. Um, you know, that, you, you can do all these things and, and have them be part of the date and part of, you know, uh, part Keeping a matter of fact at all times. Yeah. It was before, during, and after. You talk about it, 
and then you talk about it while you're doing it and you talk about it after right so yeah it it's like that that goes for a lot of things in life and you know if you want to take a break during you know a sensual date that's okay too it just has to be communicated um and you know like you might say i you know i want to get up and use the bathroom or get something to drink or whatever it is um you know the communication is important and it's part of the whole experience um of um you know, of, of having a, a communicative relationship with your sensual partner. Well, I mean, uh, most people say you picture uh, going out to dinner, you know, you want to pull a chair out, you know, and uh, ask her questions and that she's going to say yes to, you know, and make suggestions and listen to her talk, you know, and so uh, it goes from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, another thing that I um, I noticed uh, uh, that I think is a very good um, thing, uh, a technique to use or a tool, um, not specifically, not at all to do with, you know, a due date, but if there's an important, I, 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 became aware of how powerful this could be uh, based on the example of a friend of mine who's much older than me. Um, If he has something important to talk to his wife about or grandchild who's, you know, like a college age grandchild, um, rather than engaging in that conversation, when it's a highly, potentially highly charged topic, like, um, I want to go to the grandchild. I want to change colleges, you know, and you're paying for the college or, um, you know, in a, in a couple that shares their assets, uh, I want to spend money on, you know, this, like some Mm -hmm. like large thing is to get out of the house and, um, go have that conversation somewhere public. Um, but you know, private enough, that you can, you know, you're not going to shout out on a street corner, but if you're sitting in a restaurant having lunch, you're less, you're, if you're a reasonable person, you're not going to get into an argument, um, Mm -hmm. with your, of the person in that restaurant, you're going to be civil. Um, and it's going to force you to put your attention on the topic because you're out of your regular environment. You're not at home. Um, or like that. So I, you know, that's, that's a tool that's useful. Um, I'm not sure how many people do that. Actually, uh, I did it on Saturday. Good for you. Uh, I did. Yeah. At yeah. the restaurant. Right. Uh, <laughs> yes. And it was good, actually. Yeah. It turned out to be pretty good because being able, like you said, being able to, you're not in your environment, you're not at home, you're somewhere else. And it's been, it was extremely useful to talk 
And it was it was an interesting conversation, but it was great to have that communication. And being somewhere else really made a huge difference, actually. Yes, good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was good. So, like you said uh, about that, I will highly recommend anyone, unless you know somebody's going to go off, fly off the handle. It depends how you're communicating as well, I would say it. Uh, and how you approach uh, that uh, communication. But I found it extremely useful because, like you said, it was focusing on the two of us having a conversation, and there were nothing else around except, you know, the waiter and, and some other uh, customers. But it was very good because it was just out of the element, cozy enough to, co to have a good conversation, but it was a good uh, focus on each other. So that was good. Uh, Perfect. Yeah. 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 And actually, I had a mm -hmm. sort of client like that. They was uh, talking to each other, you know, but they uh, wanted to talk over each other, you know. And then yep. uh, one of them go, well, I, I, this and that, and didn't notice. I didn't say that. You know, I said, uh, let one of y'all talk one at a time. Mm -hmm. know, listen to her. Yep. Well, I got to talk first. That's what he said. So uh -oh. you'll get more gratification out of it, mm -hmm. exactly. you know. And he yeah. did. He 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 just laughed and you know and started to listen to her, you know. And then he said what he had to say, you know. And 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 it, it was truthfully, both of them were saying the same thing pretty much, you know. And that's what they said to each other, you know. But they were just yelling and screaming. You know? I know. <laughs> that's why sometimes it's better to be somewhere else and you're like okay there's right. people around i'm not gonna be screaming and yelling but yeah. i can talk without raising the voice mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. being heard i right. think that's the hardest part with uh with the communication is having the feeling not being heard when we're talking oh yeah um you know as a woman who entered the male at the time male dominated world of business at a fair at a young age of 23 i know what it is not to be heard um like in a meeting uh with a whole bunch of men um mm -hmm. with very few women things have improved uh dramatically but not you know we're still not where we need to be but um you know I, I it was so bad even in actually fairly recently there was a man that I was collaborating with that was in the same company and he would um was seen as an expert on certain topics but he would come to me and say what do you want me to say in this meeting because the other men would hear him better than they would hear a woman and mm -hmm. that and so we were really deliberate about it behind closed doors because if it was coming from this guy versus me um it would be heard uh which is isn't it sad when it happened yep yes yep. That happened or when you, i love to think you're in a meeting right you're in a yep. and you say something why don't we yep. like you have an idea or a suggestion mm -hmm. and nobody says anything 
then, you know, 10 minutes later, somebody else says it, a guy, and then oh, people are like, oh, that's a good idea. And you're thinking, I know I that had that happening with, uh, that's funny you, you're, you're sharing that story because I had that when I was working for a smaller company and uh, I was, and I was reporting to a VP and I was talking and interacting with actually the president of the company. And every time I say something and I wouldn't quit because I realized that the first time actually did not mean take me two twice to understood this very quickly, did not take it any ideas. And I very re quickly realized that I was like, okay, you want your golden boy over there to give you that idea. Fine. So. This is what I was doing it. I was giving it to me. I said, okay, you need to go. I'm giving you this idea. Go and talk to, uh, to your boss over there. And every time the golden <laughs> boy had a great idea, but that was me behind it. And I was laughing. I didn't took it personally because I realized that this individual never listened to what a woman would say. I said, for me, I made the analogy that he would have probably rather see women on bare feet and doing in a kitchen than being in business or helping the business. So I decided to very quickly, as I said, the first time he ignored me to go to the golden boy. I called him, I called my, my boss, the golden boy, and he knew it too. And we're laughing. Yeah. Like, okay, golden boy, you go over there and pitch the idea. Exactly. And time, it was a great idea. I'm like, yes, it is, isn't it? <laughs> and I came from Emma, but that's all right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. Um, it, it reminds me of the trip to, I see the Lost World, the uh, they were saying no women, you know, and then all of a sudden this woman came comes in, and uh, and uh, the guy said, uh, "We I uh, said no women." They said uh, she paid for the trip to Africa. So oh, I guess we're getting well, women is uh, allowed to come. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, <laughs> I love it. Allowed to come, yay! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But it's very interesting, um, the communication level between mates, because I feel like, and it depends on um, the interaction with the couple, sometimes you feel like one of the mates doesn't, as I said, doesn't feel heard or seen. And I don't know. How do you come over that if you're the person who doesn't feel like you're being heard? Um, you don't want to be shouting at the other person either, but how do, can you engage in a communication for the other person to see you? Well, in a, in a man, you know, in a, in a interpersonal relationship, mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, one, one, one tool that it can be used is, to bring in a third party, um, you know, that might be, you know, ideally somebody who has some training, um, you know, there are professional people who, who do things like this and like uh, almost like a mediator and, you know, have that and, you know, bring up the subject and, and, and have it be discussed. People have been together for a long time and have ingrained habits um, and mm -hmm. are unwilling to explore techniques, you know, for, like, if I said to my husband, I, you know, I, I would like for us to go to counseling or something like that, you know, because I'm, you know, feel like, our communication isn't good or I'm not being hear, heard or whatever, mm -hmm. you don't understand me. And that 
person's not willing to explore that or not willing to go, then you got a serious problem. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so that's one, that's one way you can take the burden off yourself. We'll be right back. Yes, that's true. In about 21 seconds, oh, they're going down right now. Going down, that sounds bad, what I just said. They're taking off and they're going to come back in in just a sec because the 30, the 50 minutes, the 60 minutes, what is wrong with me? 60 minutes are over, so they're going to come back and sign back in so we can continue the conversation with Dr. Goodman and his beautiful wife, the boss, Denise. Yes, we call her the boss. Denise, and we're going to continue the conversation because, ah, you're back. Um, um, I have a question for you. How do you approach and you stop communicating? Because like we talked about, um, if you are in a new relationship, what is the key for people to know how um, to learn a little bit? What kind of the tools they can utilize to communicate with their mate? Well, I'll, I'll start off with uh, the likes and don't likes. Now, you communicate to each other uh, a start, a start off of who you is and what is what you are, what you is all about. You know, so I was uh, besides uh, hello and no, but if you want to go to the park or walk down the street, you know, uh, no, and just what. Uh, y'all had talked about uh, before. You know, you build that up, you know, and you remember what uh, each other was talking about, you know. So uh, what's your take on that? Well, if people have stopped, I think, you know, Emma's example was, you know, stopped communicating. Um, stopped communicating? Stopped, Right. That is both. Both. Okay. Uh, it comes back to being um, deliberate. I mean, if you feel like you're not, you, you got to start doing things differently because the same pattern, you're in a pattern now, and the pattern is you're not communicating. You have to change your behavior in some way. And, you know, changing your behavior could be as simple as, you know, going to a restaurant to have a conversation, getting a counselor, a third party um, to help you practice some communication skills, some literal techniques like, um, you know, acknowledgments and agreements. So, you know, asking the person just very deliberately to, you know, to meet with you to talk about a particular thing. Um, that's what do you have to say about that? Well, my sister, she was uh, <laughs> upset at, 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 at her uh, boyfriend. So yeah. she wrote down uh, uh, whatever she thought and, and threw it away. And then she went back, and after maybe five of them, she went back and got them, and she looked at them, and uh, and uh, then she went back and said to him, 
I don't like you anymore because of uh, your attitude. And so uh, he was willing to change his attitude. No, uh, what shall I do? That's what he said. What, what do, no, he said, what do I need to do? Because I like you. No, so. Yeah, that's, that's I, and, yeah, and that's about being open-minded. You know, the, the response could have been, well, you know, this is who I am. I'm, you know, however old I am, and I'm not going to change now. Um, well, then maybe you're not interested in the relationship. Um, you know, what is it that you value? Um, if you don't value the person and the relationship, then there's not going to be a, a way, there's not going to be a desire to make it better um, and to make communication better. So, you know, being a bit introspective and deciding, you know, what do I want? Do I want better communication with my partner or do I want to, you know, do something different with my life now? Um, you know, I think we're, uh, past the point where everybody thinks you're going to get married to somebody and stay with them forever. I mean, that could happen, but, um, it's not necessary. <laughs> yeah, it is. I, I agree with you. There is so many, uh, parameters to it, but I believe that if you enter a relationship with somebody and you, you know, you're going to go and get married and spend the money on that wedding, you want to keep the, you your assumption or your goal is to keep that person and be and grow together. Now, I would assume, because I'm not married, so <laughs> making my assumption here that uh, keeping the marriage going or a relationship going, I'm picking up on marriage right now, but the relationship going will have to continue to nurture the communication. Oh, that's absolutely right. Yeah, that's on both uh, sides, really. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because circumstances change, people change, mm -hmm. uh, pe your people's reaction to circumstances changes over time. You know, I can, you know, often things that we get very excited about when we're, you know, at a certain point in life, uh, you know, then other things become more important. So, uh, or different, you know, we can all relate to that. Um, so what do you say? I'm just going to be corny. That's all. Um, so after, <laughs> <laughs> after 28 years, I know she still come and stroke me on my head, you know, and every nine, 10, then she come into the room and she don't do it. No, I, uh, I was expecting her to do it, you know, <laughs> so. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> I get a stroke. <laughs> but hold on. Don't you complain about it and say, did you miss something here, honey? See? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes I lean forward and, you know, and she do it, you know, on the way out the door. You know, I'm like, okay. I, I, she, she noticed it. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> So now the question I have for you, uh, because we talk about um, a relationship now, if you enter a relationship, um, communication-wise, wise, you mentioned about the do's and don't. 
So if people should show up with their, and I'm going to be the corny one on this one, but if somebody should show up with their groceries list of do and don't and just say, okay, here we go, honey. Here's my do and don't list. <laughs> or how do they approach this? Um, the do's and don't, you know, what you like and you don't like in life without, you know, dumping everything on, on the lap of the, the person they're just entering the relationship with. How do they work this out? Well, I think you um, have to get to know somebody um, mm -hmm. first. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't think anybody plans on, mar well, maybe some people do, marching into a relationship with a bunch of lists about, you know, like, you know, these, past relationships well, and, uh, and, 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 uh, and what I don't like you know, uh, in you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be horrible. <laughs> really? yeah. well, wait a minute. Well, you, you are a man, you know, and this is what mm -hmm. I don't like in men, so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, for some reason, our um, device is not charging. Okay, well, we we got ten uh, ten percent left, so we got about uh, fifteen minutes. Uh, so, what what you want to talk about from here? Well, I'm, I think that part of um, getting to know somebody is, you know, I I've many of us have had experiences where, you know, you just want to jump into bed with somebody because that's what you want to do. But if you're truly interested in somebody, it could be beneficial to hold off on sexuality and get to know this person so you can decide if you want to really invest any time in them. Um, and get to know who they are. Uh, when when Dr. Goodman and I first got together, we were in an environment where we had screening rules about, screening program about what kinds of sexual interactions people could have based on, you know, their um, medical test results and who they were sexing with. So it was some time before it was allowed for us to have intercourse or oral sex without protection. And so what that had us do was, you know, manual stimulation, manual genital stimulation, which is often less chargy than, uh, say, intercourse. So if, and that's akin to getting to know somebody before you, um, you know, you're getting to know what feels good and you're learning to communicate before you're like getting all the way into sexuality, so to speak. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, that's not the only way to be sexual, but, um, it, it mm -hmm. you know, it's usually what we think about. Yeah. Like, uh, most of the time, I mean, we go to play in or, you know, and then we do the floor, uh, play. And then, you know, we expect, okay, the next thing is having sex, you know. And, and then, you know, it's like, okay, is this person really uh, going to like me or uh, what? You know, I mean, I will counsel 
different thoughts going through both of your heads, you know, and and so um, I, I I know it was for me when I was uh, uh, between sixteen and eighteen, yeah. You know, the girl, and like today, the girl, a lady said, hey, good looking, you know, hey, a young, a lady said that to me at school, you know, hey, it's, uh, all of a sudden, hey, I'm in love, that's my girlfriend. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, yeah. and a uh, question for you, do you think, I'm going to be a little bit of the devil advocate on this one. Do you think foreplay is should be playing a role within uh, the couple? And how essential is it? Because some people don't even have a clue about foreplay. Uh, well, I think it's very important because it does give you the... Uh, it, it's on charge. So, I mean, we, we, we'll be done here in a minute. Uh, foreplay. Mm-hmm. For play. Yes. Well, ask the question again. I ask uh, you guys um, because in some couples or some people, they don't put foreplay. And I'm curious to know, is foreplay essential to the intimacy and the couples? Well, I would say... Yeah, even if you don't, it depends on what your definition of foreplay is. You know, if you come and like say, oh, say you deliberately plan a makeout date and the day before or, you know, that he brings you flowers and says, oh, I'm really looking forward to our date tomorrow. That's foreplay. I mean, that is gearing up for you know, more pleasure and excitement. So, you know, telling, you know, so, so foreplay has like lots of different dimensions. Um, so I think that even if people, I mean, very few, you know, what is foreplay? Is okay, it everything know. before the guy <laughs> sticks so, in? Yes. I'm going to use this because I know some people will not do the foreplay by sending you, giving you flowers but I'm talking when you're in an intimate moment with the to the with the pleasure uh, with the pleasure with the people. Oh my God, Emma, put your head uh, up. Right. Uh, <laughs> it's um, looking at the foreplay because in some cases I don't know if people knows very well about the foreplay before the penetration. That's what I'm talking about. And some just say, okay, let's go and have the act, and that's it. But there is no foreplay. Uh, right, uh, and that's why we uh, going back to uh, manual stim stimulation. Yep. No, and, and actually, like I said, talking to a person about it, you know, and then when you in the act, and then when you uh, uh, done with the act, and then it takes mm -hmm. it to the next level. You no, know, do we want to have yep. intercourse, or do I want to turn around and uh, uh, do you? Uh, we have intercourse. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I mean, just having like going from zero to penetration is pretty much a guarantee that a, the woman will not get off. I mean, that's just how, an anatomical reality. Um, mm -hmm. So um, I, 
you know, I, it, it's kind of inconceivable to me that, you know, that there would be no, you know, that you would go from like, I'm, I'm, I'm here scrubbing the floor, or cooking a roast or anything, um, into like, I mean, it almost feels like, sounds like rape. And, and, it, it sounds like it sounds like rape. Uh, I agree with you, but some individuals don't don't have the understanding of a foreplay. That's right. That, yeah, that's just what I'm gonna say. You know, yeah. and, uh, even foreplay, even uh, before you have sex, you know, you, mm -hmm. you still talk about it, you know, and uh, then uh, you get undressed. I mean, me, I get undressed. I want to uh, lay there and, and color with the woman. You know, and, and still talk about what it is that we're going to do, because I mean, hey, she helped. Uh, uh, she can change her mind. I can change my mind. You know, uh, but it's like we feeling each other. We still want to do it and get it over with. You know, and then that's uh, a lot that's, of. That's you got it. That's yeah. basically the option to I'm going in and out. I'm done. Have a good I'm night. Done. I'm gonna roll over and that's it. And you're like, like really. You know what I mean? Um, you're like, okay, I'm missing something here for the other person. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to bring that intimacy should be part of uh, the act prior, you would assume so, prior of the act of penetration. Yeah, I think there's an education component there mm -hmm. that's really big. And, yeah. you know, people, there, there's lots of literature out there um, about, you know, the, the, there's things that people can be directed to, to read and to try. But again, people have to be open-minded. Um, I, I think culturally there's probably, um, you know, there are some very, very repressive cultures, cultures that are repressive to women. And I can imagine that in those cultures, um, you know, the women are not very sensually gratified because they're not considered important. Um, mm -hmm. uh, wow. Huh? No, I, it, it just seems inconceivable to me that there would be just like, let's go straight to, uh, penetrating sex. Um, right. Yeah, no, uh, we, we got a, a, a section here on, on uh, foreplay, you oh. know, and, and uh, actually it would be good for us to read it and then uh, go over it. Well, it, uh, you know, we're talking... Not today. No, no. No, but... Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next next session, Denise. <laughs> on Thursday, we can talk oh. about this. Because okay, yeah. That's good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because I think there is a lack of understanding of the foreplay and what it is. Again, um, education and sexuality, unless you got good people who teaching you as you're learning, meaning your partner and other partners that you can have in your life that can help you to develop your sexuality and the foreplay, some of them don't have a clue or they're assuming their own pleasure should be enough not understanding the other partner should be included in there in that foreplay because if the person is already excited but the other one is not and they're not making the effort to be sensual 
with that person before the act, then they don't have the full understanding that it's not one way, it's both ways. It should be um, an exchange between the two of them. Right. I mean, like the story we tell, uh, the lady went to what, Rome, Paris, somewhere, you know, and then they met this guy, they was talking, and then uh, he offered to take her to, to dinner. So mm-hmm. uh, when he went and picked her up and uh, was headed out of town, not to the restaurant, uh, she said, I thought we was going uh, to uh, uh, them to the restaurant. He said, no, I'm, go- I'm going to take you to the to uh, my place. And, uh, and she had this here uh, confusing, fear, uh, resistant look on her face. So he turned on a dime and, uh, and was going to take her back to the uh, restaurant and take her to the restaurant. And, uh, and uh, just by doing that, that changed her mind. Mm-hmm. He was willing to uh, turn on her down and take her where she wanted to, where she thought she was going. And so instead of him uh, taking her where he uh, wanted to take her, and and on one level he didn't communicate that he did communicate he was going to take her to dinner, but he didn't communicate he was going to take her to her his house. Yeah. Uh... Mm-hmm. So, but once he did that, then uh, she said, "Okay, uh, I'm willing to to go to uh, to your house." And she uh, he cooked a nice dinner for him. She stayed there with him for uh, a couple hours, and they uh, met. Uh, I think she stayed. I think we said she stayed there for three weeks, and they seen each other from time to time, you know, like that. And she came back home. And she told a story, you know, but she really enjoyed herself, you know, and it was the thought of he was willing to spin on a dime for her, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we can talk about um, foreplay uh, in our next session and, you know, how people can deliberately engage in um, foreplay uh you know, of all sorts of types. Yeah, that would be great because, I, uh, as I said, I feel that unless you're um, educating or being educated and being taught where, you know, how the body or the opposite um, body, then you're, you know, um, the opposite sex, I will take it in general because if it's the same sex you know about, but if it's the opposite sex and you have no idea, the education of the foreplay is necessary. And again, when you talked about earlier in the show about communicating and how, you know, you can put pressure on a person, you can ask them how it feels and they can guide you along the way. It's great, but I don't know if a lot of people are doing it. Maybe they're feeling ashamed. Maybe they're afraid that the person will look at them weird. But I think uh, that, you know, right, nobody's, yeah. an, nobody's that. an expert at everything, but you need right. you don't know your partner's body unless you explore it together. Right. <laughs> it is right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, so we, we're going to read about uh, the next topic about the foreplay and how to uh, relate is the, the level of centrality, the first part in this book. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about. Yeah, we'll talk I mean, yeah, we'll that. we'll do that and that. bring that. Yeah, no, because right. it, uh, it, it is people's uh, looking at each other, smiling. Okay, yeah, I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, uh, well, he take him out to dinner at least one time. You know, so right there, she already <laughs> limit herself. You know? <laughs> yeah, if I want neither, you're gonna pull out sister. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> The expectation, isn't it? I pay for this, I pay for that, so I'm expecting you to just show up to the plate. (laughs) That's right. Yeah. 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 That could be a problem. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I think communication is the key and being able to feel safe enough with Mm -hmm. the partner to express ourselves um, is another thing, too. So, do you provide any tools for that or how do they can approach somebody and feel um, more, I would say, safe, meaning, uh, you know, open enough to explain and say what they have to say without uh, a, looking at them it, oh, Okay. Well, yeah, we, we, we have some tools for that, you know. So our, our next talk, we will uh, put out some uh, Yeah, we'll demonstrate a technique um, that is helpful um, called withholds, um, but right now we don't have enough time to do that. Uh, Yes, you know, and uh, I think withholds for, if they're doing it with us, yeah, but if they want to do it with each other, then I I wouldn't suggest that. Because, yeah. Because if if you're doing it with each other, you know you you still know each other with hell with her. Yeah, we'll talk but, about that. Okay, in yeah. the whole session on right. Know. Yeah, but yeah, okay, but you can use it against each other uh, when you are everyday talking, you know. And so uh, we don't should suggest that you do it with each other, other unless you really uh, in a topic in a Total agreement. No, I mean, okay. yeah. Denise yeah. and I can do it with each other, you know, uh, but we've been together for 28 years. So, uh, and she's, uh, go, shut up, James. Uh, thank you. I go, okay, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, you're the doctor, so the doctor is in the house. So sorry. <laughs> You're having a session with the doctor, honey, not with the husband. <laughs> so you cannot hold this against me. <laughs> You're pretty much in trouble, Denise, on this one. You cannot hold it against him at all. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the doctor card on that. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. You yeah, would, well, would, I, I, I keep a laughing, you know. Yep. And I no, it would be nice to talk about it and the communication because I think okay. it's one of the biggest key is how to communicate with your partner and um, approach it as well when you're in a new relationship, when you're studying a new relationship and how to approach all of this with, without dumping everything on the lap one time and scare the crap out of that person. But just being able to communicate very oh, okay. slowly. Okay, we, we had a topic. How do you mm-hmm. communicate with your partner? Yep. So uh, yes, uh, we, we can. We'll run that 
run do that as well as the foreplay. That would be great because yeah. I think we need the tools and the key to be able to do that for new relationship and current relationship to help people. If they need more information, you can go on the C show. I put the new website, uh, then we put it together, which is the C show.com. You on that um, website, you can find under Dr. Goodman bio the link to his website to connect with him directly if you have any questions uh, or you need any insight or sessions with him as well. Uh, do you want to give your website? Because they can go to the seashore, but do you want to give your website as well right now? On uh, about gratification.me. Mm -hmm. Okay. You can, you can go to my Instagram as well as my LinkedIn. Okay. And what is your uh, Instagram? Is uh, it's, What is the name? Dr. Goodman? Or what do you got? Yeah, yeah, I think just James. Just James? Yeah. yeah. One of James and I was, uh, I think LinkedIn is Robert, you know. I just okay. have a simple, yeah. Okay. So people can connect with you directly if they need further information that we have not covered tonight or we're going to not cover on Thursday. Um, if you guys have any questions, you can always direct message uh, myself or Dr. Goodman, and we can bring those questions as well up on Thursday. Right. We don't have time on Thursday. We'll do it next Tuesday. No worries about that. But I think uh, the topics we're talking is so essential and the communication is the key. So I'm looking forward for Thursday in regard of uh, the exercise you're going to do and demonstrate and give us some tips on how to communicate with our mates. Um, uh, that will just help us to continue to nurture this because I believe that, you know, if you enter a relationship, everything is pretty rosy and dandy. This is bonbon and champagne. Then when the what we call the honeymoon phase has stopped, which is a few weeks or a month, then you go to a certain routine that uh, I heard it many times from men. Oh, well, I got the girl. I don't care. I'm not making one more effort. And I'm like, <laughs> really? Is that, that is horrible. Wow. Yeah. yeah, I heard it a few times. I'm like, this is horrible. I'm glad I'm not that person because I will kick your butt. I'm like, this is horrible. I put all of the show on. I got her. I'm fine. It's like, I think a relationship is you're nurturing it. You cocoon it. You, it's like your garden. You, you have to maintain it. Maybe, like you mentioned earlier, because of life taking its tolls, because we got a lot of responsibilities, but it's still taking the time to nurture the communication. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Okay. Yeah, well, okay. we said about 10 minutes, but I mean, it's, uh, we've been 30 minutes almost. I love 29 minutes. No, yep. uh, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you should. You so should we still got 7%. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, this is the wrong thing. Okay. Uh, every, I'm going to leave you with this. Every time someone says hello, it's a new time. So if you if you treat your a relationship like that, it'll be new every time. Okay, I like it actually. That this one, I love it. Okay. You said it's a new time. Yes, it is a new time because you're creating something new. It's like every day is a new day. That's right. That's right. So, so every day this relationship is new. Yeah, I mean there are like 
lot. And the other thing is about like hanging on to grudges or the past. You know, if you're with someone over a period of time, regard you know whatever that amount of time is, there's going to be things. You know, life happens, things happen. We may behave in ways that we're not happy about or proud of. So there's ways. You know, I've injured him. He's injured me. Um, you know, and not deliberate though. No, but you know, it's like if I, but if I want to, like, it would not be helpful for either one of us uh, to go back and say, well, you know, 10 years ago when this happened and you did this and I did that and, you know, I'm still holding it against him, you know, that's, that's not going to serve me or him or our relationship. So, you know, people have to be willing to, you know, go with what is now and, you know, and learn from things that were not pleasant um, and were not fun and, you know, change their behavior to not do that again. Um, so healing and, yeah, and yeah. let it go. Leading, uh, healing and let it go. Healing and let it go. Uh, I want to use a simple example. Um, you walk in the door and she... Uh, always leaving her shoes and uh, right there at the door, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, so it just really make you, you know, you just build up anger, you know, and mm -hmm. instead of doing something about it, like maybe getting a little shoe rack and put it there, you know, for her, you know, it, it, but you rather have to hold a grudge. So yep. which one is more pleasurable to you? And do you want, are you still interested in that woman? That's the first thing you think. No, I don't care how many times her shoes in the, uh, in the doorway, you know. Are you still interested in her? Then you're going to find a way to pleasure her. Mm -hmm. uh, so so I, I would get a, a shoe rack, put it uh, there, and so the next time she come in, she'll put her shoes in the shoe rack instead of putting them all put there at the door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it does make sense. Because you're yes. out of the solution, not the problem. Right. And regardless of how well we think we know each other, mm -hmm. there's always something, maybe that, or certain times that you assume something. Um, you mm -hmm. assume that, uh, I'm trying to think of an example from our life, but I... Uh, I can take a one. Um <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> uh, well, it was a good one. She okay. uh, put her stuff, uh, write her want list, and put it on the refrigerator. And I and I get it. And she goes, "Oh, you write my uh, want list? It's right there on the fridge. You know how can I not read it? <laughs> you know." So yeah, she acts surprised every time. <laughs> so I read it every time I open the door, open the fridge, and go to the fridge. <laughs> It just, it, yeah, it just little things like that to keep it going, you know, and keep it mm -hmm. excited, you know. And, yep. And, and so, yeah. And hey, I, I, I still I do the same thing, huh? What? I give a surprise. And it's been uh, 20 years, and I still act surprised. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, but no. you keep it at least going. You keep it, you're nurturing it, you keep it entertaining. So you're always connecting with Denise.
That's right. And and you always, when Denise come back home, I'm assuming you're focusing on Denise, even if you're busy, you're taking the time to focus on Denise. So it keeps the, and vice versa, but it keeps the relationship connected. Right. Yeah. And even it like, takes some effort to do it too. Do it, oh, yeah. 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 And sometimes, yeah, exactly. uh, well, a lot of times she said she going somewhere and she say, go along and she said, she'll call me. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I, I, I went by this other store, you know, instead, because I seen it, they had a sale or, or whatever. You know, I haven't been there in a while. You know, so it's like that. Huh? So we just, mm-hmm. and I can be down here in the studio, you know, a couple of hours. So I might go into a room and check on them. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. No, just checking on you. No, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no I, which is a, is a good idea, and um, you know, I've been ha- having some issues lately, some medical stuff, and so I really appreciate um, being checked on. Oh, that's yeah, I don't great. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, and it's really uh, continue to nurture the relationship. That's that's what I think we're lacking, and we're not understanding that because again, if we're growing up in a way that uh, this wasn't part of our um, the way we grow up, then it's very difficult unless you really look at it mm-hmm. to be able to pick it up and do it. That's right. That's the hardest part. And not everybody grew up in a way that showed the closeness of the parents and these kind of tools to be able to replicate that. Oh, right. I would say most people don't have um, role 